0: Welcome to the Draft Champions Podcast. No, we haven't been canceled. It's just been its just been a while. I've been busy, <clears throat> kind of sick a little bit, so I apologize for that. My voice might be, uh, yeah, I don't know. The audio is never great anyway, so who cares? Um, so it's been a while. It's just me. It's going to be a solo pod. No Rick, no Bjorn, no, uh, no board, no anything. Um, no Clay, um, just me. And what I figured I'd do, since it's near the end of the season, I thought I'd review two of the top industry leagues in the world um, that, has, that has all the best players playing in the world in these leagues and see if I can learn anything from it because they're all publicly available. If you look on, on the Internet, you could find them. And let's see what the, the players are doing to see if we can learn any lessons. Like, again, these are the best players in the world. So analyzing these leagues, um, which are going to be Labor Mixed and the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational, um you could probably learn a lot from like digging into these teams so let's start with labor mixed um let's just start from the bottom um roto lady um let's look at her she's got 27.5 standing gains points um so let's see what's causing that problem um see if we can learn any lessons here well it looks like she has two hitters in her starting lineup on the il that's a huge for that's a huge thing in fantasy You want to accumulate at-bats. So starting David Fletcher and Tyler O'Neill is not going to help that. Um, Remember, you don't get points for having a hot body. You need to have that hot body getting stats. Um, Also starting Joey Wendell over Cabrian Hayes is suboptimal. I know you you want to get players with consistent playing time rather than platoons or players with with sporadic playing time. That's what I've heard. Um, Starting pitchers in in the starting lineup include Spencer Watkins, Yusei Kikuchi, and Michael Pineda, not advisable. If they've been removed from rotation, you should probably replace them. I'm not sure if those guys are getting saves. If they are getting saves, I apologize to her, but um, I'm not sure if those players would be getting any saves or be in line for saves. And then yeah, the bench spots are important, even though you're not starting them. She's got Colin Moran and Trevor Bauer in taking up valuable spent bench spots. Not sure on that Bauer appeal. But like it's right today is um, September 22nd. The season only lasts another week or so. So like, really, don't think he could get ramped ramped up even if he wins that appeal in the next couple of days, which i not. I haven't been keeping tabs on. So yeah, that's, that's unfortunately she's like um, she's she's in last right there. But let's move on to the second last place team. Just moving our way up to ESPN.com, and um, her name's not on the on the team. Uh, I guess a team name, name, but that's Stefania Bell of ESPN.com. And again, falling into the trap of starting IL players like Starling Marte over healthy players like Robbie Grossman is tempting, but it usually doesn't work in the long term, which is what she's done here. She's still starting Marte over healthy players. Um, and another piece of advice that, I, that I've learned is that you aren't paying the players that, that their team is. So don't be afraid to cut large contract players like Patrick Corbin. She's starting him the entire year. Uh, he's having a, a historically bad season. A lot of smart people, people were drafting him at a cheap price. But then he was cut by those smart people. There's no sense in holding a 6 ERA 18 loss player, unfortunately. Personally, I would have started Lance McCullers over Corbin, but this manager, Stefania, has chosen to sit McCullers for Corbin and as we'll get to some IL players as well. Um, Stashing players. This is another thing with Stefania's team. Stashing players is a great idea sometimes, but you should not stash players in your starting lineup. So like that's the thing. So when you're stashing a player, it should go on your bench. What she's done here is she's stashing Didi, Didi Gregorius in her starting lineups. So you don't you don't get any points like that. Um, what I would have done here, and I'm not an expert, but I would have probably benched Didi Gregorius, and I've started a guy like Jace Peterson on her bench. And yeah, I'd, I'd use my bench to stash Didi. But that's just my opinion. Um, other thing with her team here is she has two Rockies pitchers rostered now. Usually, like some people don't want to roster any of them, but she's got two of them. She's got Marquez and Gomber. Understandably, you don't want to start both of them in cores this week, so she's bench Gomber, which I like. I like that move by her, but she started um, Marquez, and she started. It's tough because she started Chris Archer too, who's on the IL. Um, I know it's tough to drop some players, but I have to. I'd really have to bite the bullet and drop Archer or Gomber for like basically anything on waivers here, but. Like I don't know, like it's really probably a fierce competition on, on with Fab and stuff like that. So um, I don't want to jump to any conclusions here, but I would have tried to probably replace one of Gomber or Archer there. Um, let's go over to the Fangraphs team. This is, I think, um, what's his name? I don't remember. Um, a lot of people were victory lapping this team, um, saying it was great at the start as it started out hot. And a lot of people like me have to take a huge L on this one like this is the one where he drafted all the injury prone players this was a bold strategy to draft like every injury prone player in the book because as a great man once said if you're not first you're last and guess where this team is fifth like pretty much mid-pack it probably would be higher if not for the extremely fierce competition in this league It currently has Buxton and Modesty on the I.L., lost to Grom for over half the year, lost Severino for a good chunk of the year. He knowingly missed uh, a month of Acuna, lost Sal Perez, lost Rizzo for a bit. Kershaw was on the I.L. Luzardo missed, I think, two months. Carrasco was hurt. Yellick's been bad. Again, if not for the fierce competition, this extremely risky team might not be middle of the pack. Okay, let's shift over to Fantasy Guru. I don't know what this is, but he sounds really good because he's got a Guru name. Um, I'm probably going to learn something from him. So let's look at his team. He's got uh, Santiago Espinal starting at shortstop. Now, the thing with this is, I think he might be onto something here. He, Espinal got rest for three days last week. Um, so he should be really fresh coming into this week. Um, so that's what, I, that's what Guru's probably doing. He's probably looking at the players that aren't playing a lot last week and assuming they're gonna be fresh for this week and then playing them. Similarly, Alec Thomas is in a starting lineup. Now, smart, five games against the Dodgers, including a double header. The only thing is the Dodgers have three of the five games with a left-handed pitcher starting, and this guy's in a platoon. That's kind of really bad. Um, but I'm not going to argue with the guru. Like Alec Thomas is going to play two games at a five. That's pretty good with all like, how, how fierce the competition is in for waivers, I'd, I'd assume. So um, that is um, a really, really good league to to look at for like if you're if you're just starting out in fantasy, I think that's a really, really strong league to look at and just sort of emulate uh, what they're doing and just sort of learn from, learn from the tendencies uh, of these of these experts. Um, that's like we're shifting over to the TGFBI. TGFBI is a overall competition. I think there's 400 plus teams in it, um, and uh, there's an over and there's a big prize for the overall winner. I believe. And uh, each, league, each team has 15 teams, like Labor Mixed. Michael Richards, I mean, Michael Richards is leading the competition. No, not, I don't think this is a guy from Seinfeld. He must be a professional fantasy player. Um, let's look at one, team, one league here. Um, start looking at a league led by Andy Barrens, who's um, one of the leaders in the, in the, in the industry. Um, I don't want to so much focus on his team, but just look at the team in last place. That team goes by the name of Donkey Teeth. Ooh, he's still starting in a starting lineup. Alberto Mondesi and um, a waiver wire gem promoted by rotosurgeon Art Warren. Uh, I'm not sure if he's still um, on that team, the Reds, or not. But um, if not, it's unfortunate. Um, Eliezer Hernandez, Pleszak, Aaron Bummer, Jared Kalenick, all in the starting lineup. Um, he's in last. I'm not sure if he can make a comeback in this league without sort of making some moves. I'm sure he has fab left. Um, but this comes down to a lesson, which um, it's tough. And, and it's even tougher for these experts, is knowing when to cut bait on these stashes. Like Donkey Teeth is currently stashing Fernando Tatis and Chris Sale on his team. They're looming on his bench right now. so. He might need to consult with the rest of that Razball crew on whether it's time to cut bait on these potentially sunk costs in um, Tatis and Chris Sale. OK, let's go up the board in the overall competition. Oh, by the way, that, that team was in last in that overall 465th overall team in last place. Um, let's look at another brilliant mind in the fantasy industry, uh, Brad Williamson's team. He is the center field of gravity. And he was a guy adamant about Garrett Cole not being a top 20 starting pitcher coming into the year. I love it when you're so bold and brilliant. And uh, let's dive into this team. So he's got three starting catchers starting. Uh, One is in his utility spot, but you really, you can't sit one Contreras brother and let the other one be active. Like I know one's injured, but you can't. Um, So I definitely see that logic. Um, but he has in his starting lineup currently Ozzie Albies, Chris Bryant, Kevin Smith, Jonathan Vr, Wanya Pez, Kyle Lewis, David Bednar, Paul Blackburn, all active. And he's still setting his lineup, it looks like, because he's got David Peterson in there. So he didn't start the season as someone with a role. So he's been doing stuff here. Um, give him credit. His team is only 13th last in the overall standing. So he's ahead of like 12 other experts like um, Donkey Teeth and Leonard Melnick. Let's look at Leonard's team. Um, He's starting Bryant, Tim Anderson, Tony Discoflani, all starting in his lineup. This is a theme with some of the lower teams, having injured players starting. Um, You know what, I think current injuries are the biggest predictor of at-bats you can accumulate. So that's one thing that I'm taking from from this. Um, Let's try and go up the list and find a team. uh, Let's go up from the bottom of the standings and look at a team. Let's find the lowest team not currently taking zeros because that's a, we understand that like the the injuries and the zeros that's that's a huge predictor of at bats um, players that aren't playing. Um, so let's find a team that's not currently taking a zero. Now you'd think the founder of this league is probably faring well. Um, it's Justin Salinger. He's in last place in his league. Uh, but it's basically like a league of death. It's, it's, like in his league, you got Draft Cheat, Shelly V, Doc Carter, Mike Carter. Um, he is in 445th of 465th overall, so it's really it's really hard not to be in a bottom 20 team with how active this contest is. Um, he hasn't made a Fab move since August, but he might need. He has $13 left, so he might need that next week. Stay tuned for that. He's still, there's still, fab's not over. He might use up that last $13. Um, let's look at some of the best leagues now. Um, there's a league with both mics, Curland and Simeon. Both are like mid-pack in that league. Curland is rolling out. Um, right now, Curland's rolling out Brandon Belt, Connor Joe, Jose Iglesias, Brandon Lowe, Luis Gonzalez, Alex Wood, Eric Lauer, Kopech. I think those are all players on the IL. And amazingly, he's still mid-pack in this league, which is, Super impressive for Kurland. Um, He's actually beating Ryan Bloomfield in this league, who has a full roster, which is really, really, really impressive for Kurland. Um, Let's move over to John Fish. He's currently sitting in 10th, my good buddy John. Maybe he's at a fab, because he's still got Kybert Ruiz locked and loaded in his lineup. But um, I don't know. Why would you even try in this league? You got Ariel Cohen in this league sitting in fourth place. With Aaron Judge on his roster, imagine just missing cashing in this contest with Aaron Judge on your team. Like being on the bubble. So Ariel's in fourth. That's pretty good, even though he's got Aaron Judge. Hopefully, Aaron Judge break, breaks that record. So, yeah, this has been really, really, um, really good for uh, really good for learning. So, if you're just getting into fantasy, I think um, checking out TGFBI, Labor, all these other all these other industry leagues is going to be extremely helpful for you and um, Maybe we'll just um maybe the draft champions podcast will start going over all of these industry leagues um regularly to see if the um, see if the listeners enjoy this and and you, they can take anything from that so uh, maybe we'll get guests on in the future to sort of go over their leagues and look at their teams in these in- industry leagues very fascinating and um, again thanks for listening and. Um, give my, uh, podcast a review, some stars or anything. I don't think I can even see it because I'm in Canada. So it's different from each country, but anyways, do it, um, if you want to. And, um, yeah, leave the rating. If you enjoyed this, if you enjoyed this podcast and what I'm, what I'm providing, um, we'll make this a regular thing. So thanks for listening, everyone.